Christmas. I am uh, so sorry to have missed last week. Thank you, Don, for filling in for me. Uh, if you haven't heard, COVID hit our house. And uh, I'll tell you the story in the sermon in, in just a bit, but it is great to be back. And uh, I'm so glad to be able to wish you Merry Christmas from my family to yours tonight. Clearly, John teaches uh, as he begins his book in chapter 1, that Christmas has cosmic implications, has universal implications, as darkness is overcome by light. And as we look at these implications of darkness and light, and we've been looking at that from the beginning of the series, uh, I want to ask the question, so what? So what for now? Maybe this has impact for what happens at the end of the story of creation when God brings his children home, and we're so thankful for that, and that's our hope. But where is the hope for Christmas in 2021? Where's the hope on this Christmas Eve? Well, tonight we're going to look and see that uh, Christmas is personal, Christmas is prominent, and Christmas is promise for the future. And it's personal to me this year. What does Christmas mean in 2021? What are the results of Christmas? We're going to look primarily just at John 1. Our theme verse for this series has been John 1, verse 5. And that is, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the Christmas story. Luke begins the Christmas story with the story of Jesus being born and the promise given through Elizabeth and and uh, through Mary and through the angels. Matthew, the same thing. And John begins the Christmas story going back to the beginning of time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the, in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus came over 2,000 years ago and the light shone. People were wandering around in darkness, we heard Mark preach about from Isaiah. And now this light has shone and people aren't wandering around in darkness anymore. And yet, we testify in this very series that darkness is still prominent around us. Darkness, that picture of sinfulness and world and what's going on in the world and how lost people are. This Christmas, how lost people are. So what does it mean that Christmas is personal? What's the promise for us this Christmas Eve as we go back with our families? Well, I want to tell you the story of my Christmas experience this year. For us, 35 years of Christmases as a family, Jeannie and I, We've experienced 35 Christmases. They've always been marked by having family over, going to family parties, having pretty big families that we both come from and both in the area. We were attending parties and eating beyond what we should eat every Christmas. There were Christmases that when all of us were buying gifts for everybody in the family, that the tree was pretty well buried with presents. 
You can see the bottom quarter of the tree at some of our Christmas parties. And opening up Christmas presents. But what also was happening every year is that there was signs of brokenness and hurting, people suffering, difficulties that were mixed in with that. If you compared problems with presents, there were as many problems, it seems like, as there were presents. And sometimes it could hide the promise of Christmas, the problems that we were dealing with. Brokenness. Things that we don't talk about. Difficulties. Well, it has been our goal for these last 35 years to be a blessing. To, we would ask God, and this Christmas was no different, as we got ready to, ready to go down to Tennessee to do a family, a family wedding, and I was going to officiate that wedding, early on my prayer was, God, make us a blessing. Let our light shine. I was concerned because in a family wedding, you know the difficulties that are in the family. You know the problems. You know that there are things that people are wrestling with that are hard. And the first concern was my father-in-law, Ted and, Lo, Ted and Darlene, were going to drive down with us, and my responsibility was to get them there safely. So Jeannie and I took a COVID test. <laughs> you know how this ends, right? We took a COVID test, and we were, we were negative. And we thought, okay, we're safe to travel with Ted and Darlene. And we took the trip down, took, took our time getting there, making sure they were safe. And while we were going, before we even left, we prayed in the parking lot, God, make us a blessing. And it seemed like God was answering our prayers just as we would imagine. The wedding went awesome, and there was so much kindness and so much grace given, and there was some healing in relationships. I was so thankful for the opportunity. On Monday, I come home rejoicing, and I'm going to another family party. On Tuesday morning, I get up and I go help Jerry and Judy Babb, and by Tuesday afternoon, Jeannie and I are going to my family party, my parents and siblings and we're getting together, and the same thing. God, the problems are around us. We feel them. We see them. We see what people are struggling with. Make us a blessing. That was our prayer as we were going in. Would you let us bring light? Well, what I didn't know is that I had gotten COVID on Monday, and I gave it to my parents and all of my siblings on Tuesday night. And all of them went home to give it to their families. Now, as it turned out, on Tuesday morning, I was not yet contagious and didn't give it to Jerry and Judy Babb. Praise God for that. I hugged them both as I was leaving, thinking I was giving a blessing. Amen. Thank God. But my parents, it wasn't a great thing for them to get COVID. My family, I asked God, make me a blessing, and here I brought COVID to them. And then... I can't be a part of church. Thankfully, I wasn't anywhere near any of you. I wasn't at church. I was away at a family wedding and found out before I did anything with church. And today marks the day that I am legally allowed back by uh, advocate standards, which is Jeannie's workplace. Jeannie has two more days before, because I apparently gave it to Jeannie on Tuesday night as well as all of my siblings and parents. Oh, by the way, my kids got it. They were at the wedding and all of their Christmases are affected by it. Which means, I came home with the plan of putting up more lights, and I left the lights down. We're not having any... I called my in-laws who were coming over to have Christmas with us and spend four days with us and told them they can't come. 
I'm going to leave here tonight before I get a chance to get too close to any of you. And I'm going to go home to Christmas with just Jeannie and I in an empty house for the next three days. Merry Christmas. Where's the miracle of Christmas in 2021? Where's the promise of Christmas? Christmas light is personal. The world that Jesus came into, I mean, look at this. In John 1, 14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Christmas story was not just this universal battle of good versus evil, light versus darkness. It's a story of Jesus becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And the world that he entered into was one that was marked by problems just like ours is. And I would argue that it was a more difficult world to be in than ours. The oppression was greater for Jesus and his family. The difficulties that they faced almost immediately after Jesus was born were real and prominent and didn't feel like light. Didn't feel like everything's better. This is personal because Jesus made it personal. He entered into our mess to bring light, to bring joy, to bring peace. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. To what end? Was it just to make Christmas nicer? Was it just to make people treat each other a little better? Was it just to bring a little more peace? We know that the world's going to be racked with division and wars and rumors of wars, but maybe Christmas just makes it a little more bearable. No, he was taking on way more than that. It says in verse 11 of John 1, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This blessing is so personal that each person that came in contact in, in, with Christmas, that Jesus came in the incarnation, that from that moment on they had the privilege of possibly being children of God if they put their trust in him. This is the promise of Christmas today. This is the personal blessing. I don't go home to an empty house where I can't do family parties. I go home to my wife and the chance to worship Jesus. Like every other Christmas. As I remember that Jesus came near for these very things so that we could be called his family. So that we could rejoice. Not just even today, especially today especially in 2021. This is personal to God, and it is personal to us. God came near, and Christmas light is for you. God is offering a relationship with himself this Christmas. Christmas light is personal. Christmas light is also prominent. Does Christmas light really overcome darkness? Do, does Christmas peace really overcome conflict? 
Does Christmas encouragement really overcome disappointment? I won't have you raise your hands, but anybody got some Christmas disappointments? Anybody had a story that they've been involved in where it just hasn't gone like they thought it would go and people didn't behave like they thought they would behave? They invited, they invited that certain uncle and they thought it would turn great and it wasn't great. Without a show of hands, there is no doubt that there are Christmas disappointments and maybe they're greater than other disappointments because we have Christmas hope. Does Christmas light outshine darkness? I got my hair cut today, and uh, it was the first day that I could get in because of being COVID okay. So although I stayed masked the whole time, I went in and got my hair cut. And as I was talking to the lady who was cutting my hair, um, it was pretty obvious that Christmas disappointment had overcome Christmas hope. She started to tell me her story about how she really hates Christmas. And there's really no hope as she goes home buying presents for her kids that don't appreciate it and having to move. And she didn't tell me what she had to buy. I didn't ask, you know, why do you have to move? But she's packing to move. And her Christmas disappointments were palpable. She was angry. Christmas disappointment, Christmas light. So I thought I would ask the question, was Christmas always hard for you? And then she lit up. No, it wasn't. When the kids were little, and she started to tell of Christmas's past. Does Christmas light for us who believe overcome Christmas darkness? The difficulties, the disappointments? The answer is by faith, absolutely. The promise that we have in Christ is beyond what we could imagine. It's not just restored relationship with God. This is a restored family. We are part of a restored family. I can tell you that the most challenging Christmas for me as a pastor in seven years, this is it. This is the most challenging. I suppose this year and last year with COVID and and, it's, and specifically for us as a church at the Bridge Church, our identity is family. Our identity is connection. Our, I wanted to be friends with everybody who came. And I can tell you that in these last two years, all of that has been challenged as you try to wrestle with what is love in COVID and how do we keep distance and still be family. This has really been a challenge but I think I'm as excited about Christmas this year as I am any year. Why? Because I believe absolutely that Jesus came for this. And this isn't the worst the world has seen. This isn't the worst time on the planet. Every year offers challenges and all of us struggle with what's the point of Christmas and what's the point and how can Jesus fix this mess? And I tell you that Jesus came for the mess and Jesus came for the illness and Jesus came for the difficulty and he restored family. He came that we might become children of God. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. 
This is a, a birth that extends beyond this world. We are now his children. We're part of this redeemed family. And this redeemed family goes on for eternity. And right now, we claim, I claim, in the midst of difficulties, that God has wrapped me into a family that is marked by healing and joy and peace and love. And it begins with Jesus and is fulfilled in my relationship with the Father. How about you? How prominent is the light of Christmas? It goes way beyond the brokenness of our homes or our world. It's not just an answer. It blows it away. Merry Christmas. Jesus has come close so we can live. To me, Christmas light is personal. To me, Christmas light is more prominent than the difficulties of today. To me, Christmas light is about promise. It's true we live in a world marked by darkness and the results of darkness, the impact of sin and brokenness. Darkness is still impacting our world and seemingly without regard for any of us. Disease, brokenness, division, anger, murder, lust, envy, rampant selfishness define our world. Merry Christmas. Jesus coming into the mess and shining a light that's only getting stronger. Jesus is redeeming this broken world and has redeemed a people for himself and for those of us who are called his children who have placed their trust in Jesus Christ, we have reason to rejoice, really rejoice, to hope, really hope, to have peace amidst the storm. Let me read verse 14 for you again. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. At that first Christmas, Jesus came and shone a light. But what happened right after? Murder, division, anger, selfishness. In some ways, that light shining caused it to actually magnify. The darkness fought against the light. And Jesus lived and dwelt in that world. And he shone his light so that 30 years later, he stood up on that temple mount and said, I am the light of the world. And he made an offer to any who would follow that light would not be extinguished even though they were angry enough to kill him. In verse 16, he goes on to say, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Now let me get personal again. From wedding to family party to church, that's my 21 Christmas story. 
And prayers were offered. God, let light shine at the wedding. Let light shine at a family party. And let light shine on Christmas Eve. And he offers grace upon grace. What is that grace upon grace? Well, God answered my prayers at that wedding. I saw God work powerfully. I saw God redeem relationships. I saw God bring hope. I saw God bring peace. I left rejoicing. And yes, COVID was part of that story and brokenness was part of that story. And I went to a family party where I asked God to allow me to be peace-giving and life-giving to my family while there's still problems heaped around the tree. And God's answer was is that I would have to receive grace from all of my siblings and my parents. They would extend kindness to me. I had to call them and say, I did it. I'm the one that brought it to all of your families. I ruined your Christmas. And one, every one of them gave me grace. Every one of them was worried about encouraging me. That was the grace God offered. Grace upon grace. God answering the prayers like He cares about my Christmas story, like He cares about your Christmas story. And as it turns out, following protocols today, I'm no longer contagious and I can go back to work at the hospital at least. So here I am wearing a mask, keeping my distance, staying in back, and I'll return to the back as soon as we're done. I'm not going to risk anybody else's Christmas. I've got enough grace, thank you. And then Sunday I'll come and preach and do the same. And the next week I'm going to be careful to not give it to anybody else. But Merry Christmas. God has shown up miraculously in my Christmas. Has he shown up in yours? Is this personal to you? I know about the problems. I live in the world. Do you know about the promise? That this grace upon grace extends from the beginning of time till the end of time. That God's plan was to redeem people who walked in darkness. And Jesus was the answer for that. And this solution will be one day there will be no more sickness. There will be no more brokenness. There will be no more woundedness. There will be no more wars and rumors of wars. No more anger and hatred. Merry Christmas. From my family to yours, Merry Christmas. May the light of Christ shine in your heart and in your family this year. May you know the hope of the promise of a Savior who loves you and who dwelt in our world of darkness because he loves us. Who knows? Maybe this is the best Christmas of all. Because everything else was stripped away. And all I could see was Jesus. Won't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I am amazed that you love us. 
I need no more proof that we're broken and wounded. I need no more proof that we desperately need the light of Christmas again, that we desperately need Jesus. I pray, Father, that you would bring blessing to each family here today, to each individual here today. You know their stories. You know their struggles. You came to heal. Would you bring blessing and healing and help? Would you shine your light in each home, in each person's heart? Would you be the one who brings a Merry Christmas? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.